Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the only podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered perspective of what it's really like to be a professional cheerleader. Whether you're currently on a pro team, an alumni, or really curious about what it takes to become a pro cheerleader, the Pro Cheerleading Podcast gives you all the inside scoop and hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and in-depth interviews of current and former cheerleaders. I'm your host, Makiba. Join me every Wednesday as I reveal the truth behind the palms. Well, everybody, I'm excited to welcome to the podcast, Aaron and Jordan. They are the co-hosts and founders of Breaking Formation, a Palmcast. These ladies are former Gold Rush cheerleaders and just recently launched a podcast covering all sorts of topics. And I'm really excited to have you both here today. Welcome. Yay. Excited to be on. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having us. No, I love that we've been able to do like an episode swap. Like, I think it's the first official episode swap for the podcast. Um, I really appreciated you guys asking me to be on your show. And so this is great to actually have you guys here and to get to know you and to tell everybody about your your podcast. So you guys ready to get going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's distinguish voices. So Aaron, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself first and then we'll go to Jordan. All right. So hello, everyone. My name is Erin. I was a 49ers Gold Rush cheerleader for four seasons. Um, closed it out in, we, we always get confused because it's 2019 oh, football yeah. season, but we finished in 2020 because, okay. you know, that was the year we made it to the bowl. And um, so it kind of did like an overlap. And then, you know, the whole world shut down and the 2020 season was a little sad, but yeah, so we both had our last season. Last game was at Super Bowl, and we. I. Why am I? I. It's like I forget how to do a podcast right now. <laughs> we take like three weeks off, and I don't know what to say. Um, okay, we're breezy here. We're just gonna let yeah. it go. I know it's so awkward with us both being on the other end. So yeah, we'll just together. <laughs> So since since retiring um, from Gold Rush, Jordan and I started the Breaking Formation podcast as kind of a quarantine project. And since then, I have recently moved back home to Redondo Beach and am expecting my first baby coming in about a month now. So we're we're at the one month countdown. So he's due on 4th of July. So that's a little bit about me. That's super exciting. And what about you, Jordan? Yeah, so I, um, you know, like Aaron said, cheered on the Gold Rush. Um, so my first year was 2015 and then wrapped it up at the Super Bowl 2020. So I did five seasons. It was, yeah, just an awesome experience. And we both knew that, you know, we had so many years that we put into this that we were like, what can we do and still stay a part of this industry? And so mm-hmm. we were like, we love to talk and we love to have <laughs> conversations with people. And so we were like, well, let's just start a podcast. It's the closest thing to a TV show. And so yes. for Breaking Formation kind of happened. And yeah, it's been a really awesome ride. We just wrapped up our first season. And so yeah, we're really excited. Yeah, well, no, I was really excited when I saw you. I don't know if it was the Instagram pop up or what have you, but it's exciting to have more um, podcasts in this space and just listening. It's just nice. to. I didn't really 
like I wasn't super into podcasts before uh, we started the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, but I would listen to other podcasts about this space. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like different perspectives and um, and I just think we're all such unique and wonderful individuals, like on and off the court or the field or whatever. Um, so it's just nice to hear all the different stories. I want to get into you guys' um, experience as part of Gold Rush and a little bit more. Um, what made you audition for Gold Rush? Were you both in that area? And yeah, I just have Gold Rush questions in terms of like how you would describe the program. Right now, I feel like Gold Rush is a little mysterious, like, you know, program at the moment. And so I want to know yeah. what kind of attracted, you, attracted you to the um, to the team, because I think of it as one of the iconic um, NFL cheerleading teams, for sure. And so just want to hear about your journey in making that team. Yeah, I mean, I actually grew up in Northern California and Petaluma, which is just north of San Francisco. I actually just moved to San Francisco last week. Um, so now I'm actually living in the city. I've never lived here before, but, you know, I was from the Bay Area. Niners, my parents were season ticket holders. They've always been Warriors and Giants baseball, just, you know, all the Bay Area sports teams. And so I grew up dancing. And um, I remember there was a point where I kind of thought about auditioning for Warriors and then was just kind of like, you know, just a quick thought and then a couple years later I was just watching a football game a Niners game and my older sister her best friend had actually auditioned for Gold Rush quite a few years before that and made finals and she was sitting there and she was like Jordan you should audition for Gold Rush and I remember because I think a cheerleader had came on the screen and I was like there's no way I could ever do that you are crazy <laughs> I never know <laughs> and I think that day I kind of started just thinking about it more and more and for anyone that knows me, I'm just like one of those people, just all or nothing. Once I'm like have my mindset on something, I am researching the team. I am, you know, just putting my all into it. And so from then on, I kind of just made it a goal. And I think that was like in September of 2014. And then I auditioned the following year in probably March, you know, in the spring. And I made it. And um, that was kind of my, my path. Okay. What about yeah. you, Erin? My origin story is a little different just because I grew up in uh, Los Angeles County, the, the South Bay. Um, and once I, I mean, I, I danced my whole life. I started with ballet and then I did the competitive team at my high school. I was a member of for four years and going from high school to college, I knew I was going to go to Sonoma State, which was in Sonoma County, Northern California. And I had already locked in a spot on the Sonoma State Sapphires dance team where I competed with them for four years. And I think the first kind of little inkling I had of wanting to do professional cheerleading slash dancing definitely came around the time where I had committed to Sonoma State because I just knew like I wanted to fulfill like a professional dance career in some capacity and you know once you're out of the ballet track like there's only so many options you have and you know mm -hmm. I, I really I really at that point wanted to get out of LA which is kind of funny because you know there's so much dance opportunity over here but I was just so over yeah. it and, and just wanted to experience something different and so I just kind of started looking into what sports teams were up there. And so Gold Rush were, was definitely in the back of my mind during college while I was competing with the Sapphires. And 
I auditioned just kind of like as a dip my toes in situation um, okay. my, my junior year of college yeah and just to kind of get a feel for it and I had no idea what to expect and I look back at pictures of myself at that audition and I'm like how did that girl make finals I don't know her <laughs> um, you know I was just so fresh um, but I didn't end up making the team that year which you know, I, I've talked on our podcast before about how it was a blessing in disguise. And I learned a lot through through that experience. And also it allowed me to, you know, finish out my college years um, with the Sapphires. And we ended up winning nationals uh, my senior year. So that was a really cool way okay. to close it out. Yeah. And, you know, I like to say that, you know, it was meant it was meant to happen that way. And um, yeah. I went I went back very I guess I had auditioned before, right before graduating college, made the team that spring. It was like the craziest spring of my life because we had, <laughs> we had started gold rush rehearsals and I was in the like last like dance show, like closeout end of the year show for my dance team. And I was graduating. So there was just like so much oh happening at that point. Yeah. Uh, but somehow, you know, we, we made Let it the through. crazy begin. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's- It probably that. doesn't get much calmer than that after you make the team for sure. Exactly. So then you guys were, you started at different times on the team. How did you gravitate towards each other? I love, I've insta-stalked you obviously, but all these amazing pictures of you guys together. So I want to hear the best friend story. Like how did you guys, you know, come into this friendship that you have? Well, I feel like there's so many, like you asked that question and there was like so many me memories <laughs> that just popped up into my head at once. It's funny because, you know, our first year together was 2016. You were living in San Francisco at the time, right? Or were you still in, in Roner Park? Yeah. So I had just moved to the city. Like by the time like football season was going, um, I was in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. And I was still living back at home. And then we both moved to San Jose, um, which is Silicon Valley area. And so that's actually where the Niners Levi Stadium is. We both moved super close to each other and we kind of just needed you know, some friends in the area. I mean, we obviously were on the team together. It wasn't until that 2017 where we just started hanging out a bunch. And I feel like from then on, it was kind of just like, why weren't we friends? just like, or why weren't we this close before? Yeah, <laughs> it just, it, it just worked. And I mean, the funny story that Jordan hates is um, oh we did meet at prelims, like the first year we tried out, which was 2015, which was Jordan's first year making the team and my first year auditioning and like just kind of like introduced ourselves like in line and I, I just remember Jordan because I I don't know like she just is like a really bubbly outgoing personality and you know she, I, I also am like a really shy person and so she was one of like five people I talked to at that audition and I think I was one of like 50 she probably talked to so <laughs> it's like it's funny because on our show she's like you make me sound like so mean because I don't remember you I feel like your memory's been jogged since we've brought it up right like like yeah and we, we also have together I was gonna say we have that picture of us at finals where we're like sitting right next to each other like and it was like a good three years before we were actually like friends so yeah yeah so it's kind of funny how all of that but plays then, out there is a moment that you don't remember and so our first year mini camp we have a mini <laughs> camp every year I'm sure every team is different but it's like the football team 
we get together for a whole weekend and it's just filled with seminars and just getting to know everyone. And um, we actually sat next to each other her first year at her oh, yeah. first dinner, the welcome dinner. And she didn't remember that. So I have that on her. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And like, see, I wouldn't have thought of that because I still like, it's not something that like I think of at first, but. Do you find that like your memories of your time together cheering, it's just all turning into like one big blob versus like distinct memories like I don't know if I need to like go through my treasure chest or something and kind of like jog my memory of all those different things that we've done but it's all just kind of blending together year to year I'm kind of, I don't know if it's the same for you guys well I feel like I recently heard someone explaining I think it was an alumni explaining like you're gonna forget what you know the locker room looks like you're gonna forget like like just all the different memories. And I'm like, gosh, I hope that doesn't happen. But I feel like because it's so fresh for us, like, I mean, they didn't even have a team last year. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Erin? I feel like it's definitely becoming a little more blurry. And like, I think, you know, because we went out on such like a super high note. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, yeah, high note than a, than a little bit of sadness, but like, but like, yeah, but like those playoff games and like those moments in the locker room where we're just like, we're winning and we're, we're a good team. And like, you know, just like that whole like excitement, like, I guess that's easy to remember. I think the things that blur together a little bit are like my first three years where it was kind of a similar story and, and pattern and all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also think, you know, as much as I'm like, oh, I wish I, I took more pictures. I wish I documented more. I think like Snapchat memories and all the photos we do have like definitely help like compartmentalize and like kind of make me remember like, oh yeah, like that was the game where this happened or that yeah. was the crazy like weather moment. And yeah, so. I was just going to say, Aaron is the best at capturing memories. Like memories, just so on it all the time. And yeah, she's, that's like her one of her like specialties is just capturing memories so just random videos (laughs) like she's just good at capturing like just little clips at the right moment yeah I was I was um team historian I think for like three years maybe it was two it was kind of a lot of years so tell me about that that actually warms my heart because so many team stories are changing uh to think of like capturing the history for each squad it sounds really awesome yeah just like with the other positions on the team like I mean captains and uh, co- or assistant captains are a little bit different because they're obviously a bit higher responsibility um, titles but mm-hmm. I think we all we all vote for like team historian and what were the other positions Jordan I'm like forgetting um, like it was like workout assistant yeah PR. Also, oh, you guys would do your social media too. Yeah, so it. I think the PR and historian were kind of um, like inter intertwined. Yeah, and the majority of my job was, you know, obviously capturing like moments of the whole team, but also being in charge of collecting photos and things like that for different like holidays and things to post on the social media. And as well as like gathering everything for the end of the year banquet, big uh, montage of pictures. Yeah, That's exactly. Montage, yeah. Like I said, when I think of Gold Rush, I think of, you know, like super iconic with the uniforms, you know, a long history. Speaking of historians, like how would you guys describe like 
compared to the other NFL squads, like how would you describe like the vibe, the spirit, the style, if you will, of Gold Rush? I mean, that's that's a good question because I think even the years that we were on the team, I feel like it changed a lot in terms of like the dance style. We kind of were a little hip hoppy one year and then we were kind of more jazz. And then I feel like it kind of started to get a little bit more hip hop in terms of the dance style. I think because so many teams are changing and I'm thinking of the ones that really stick out as iconic. Like I was trying to think of like, how would I describe the vibe of Gold Rush? But I thought it would be better coming. Like I can describe the vibe of Seagulls back when, um, yeah. me, like it was 50 million years ago. And of course it's changed now, but I was just curious what you guys would say is like the actual true style and spirit of Gold Rush. I think that a, a big part of that too, probably just from an outsider's perspective, looking into Gold Rush, so basically a lot of people don't know, but we're not, when, when you are on Gold Rush, you're not hired directly through the 49ers. You're hired through E2K events times entertainment. Mm-hmm. And that organization was founded by um, the Olmsteads and it's stayed in the family since the beginning of, um, of, the, of time. So I think <laughs> that a big reason as to why it's kind of remained so consistent and just, it's almost like, Gold Rush is what it is because of the um, Olmsteads. And I think that, I think it stayed that way because of the Olmsteads. And it's, you know, deep roots. Couple of years. Yeah. They know who they are and they, they know how they want the team to be run. And so I think like a large part to, to do with it. Well, and yeah. I think, I think also what's really cool and I don't know if it's unique. I feel like a lot of teams I've seen have like something similar but we are very connected to alumni and you know at any given game day there's alumni helping back you know I want to say backstage or whatever the equivalent (laughs) of backstage at a football game would be Um, but kind of like behind the scenes and as well as like you know they call on the alumni to uh, do separate appearances where like if the active Gold Rush members are at a game or doing something Um, they're able to help out. And, you know, we actually were lucky enough to have the 35th anniversary of Gold Rush happen. Yeah. Yeah. While we were on the team. And so that was really awesome. um, Seeing like all of the different decades come together and, you know, it was just like one big reunion. And, you know, also, I mean, each of our coaches were alumni. So we saw them like doing their thing with their former teammates. And it's such like a, a strong sisterhood and it, it does span across those generations and the first director of gold rush was this woman named Lori, and she was the director of i think the what was the inaugural team it was 1982 um, of official gold rush and her daughter Haley was mm-hmm. our teammate for three years so yeah, she like <laughs> yeah so she cheered with us and so that was another like little connection we had to like yeah. the history of this program and just kind of like mm-hmm. made us feel a little more connected to this big legacy that yeah. is gold yeah, rush E2K, so. is, E2K is kind of like a big giant family in a sense mm-hmm. and another thing about it too that's really cool I think is that we get to work all these different events outside of just gold rush so when you're on the team you're, you're getting reached out to like you would for a normal appearance. Like, hey, we need some extra support for 
this women's event or um, like Pixar or just really cool events that like in any other world you would have probably never really had the opportunity to participate in. And for me, I'm, I was going through college throughout my whole experience. So it was a really, um, really good experience to put on my resume. You know, I've done yeah. I've helped out as an event assistant, you know, just having all these um, professional experiences working in this event industry, entertainment. Yeah. Because they do so many different events. I mean, like to your point, like I didn't realize they open up those opportunities to the dancers. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And they, really it's cool. also <laughs> other alumni too, and have form these other relationships with people that were on Gold Rush or, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. yeah, pretty cool. And they also do Pro Bowl too. They produce Pro Bowl every yeah. year yeah. for, well, for the cheer on. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, and that's another way that like they kind of get there because I feel like they are just especially on our show too on breaking formation it's like we have discovered like weird little connections here and there like from like our team to like teams across the country and and I think it's like that common thread of E2K and the the people that are all involved in that yeah Mm -hmm. because they do the international events too right the international NFL games and yeah, yeah, the list goes on and on. So yeah, you're, the circle is going to be pretty small in terms of uh, people yeah. coming in contact with the with E2K. Oh, that's cool because I don't know. I wish, I almost wish it wasn't just like those big milestones, like 35 years or whatever. I wish they almost had like an annual reunion. Maybe small some teams thing. do that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it would be a reminder that these teams that are changing that they're part of something bigger and larger and just you know just a thought but yeah. I'm feeling nostalgic today I don't know <laughs> and it's yeah, sure. it's interesting too because I do feel like overall Gold Rush has remained pretty consistent in regards to style and uniform and just overall air of the team but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was just the fact that last year was such a unique year in that, mm-hmm. you know, they had a very limited space to work with. But we did see a few changes happen where they stopped wearing heels, like heeled boots, which was huge. Yeah. Like they switched to more of like a sporty, like sneaker shoe. And then they. No, they the sneaker shoes. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> we have our dressy uniform and our sporty uniform for any given yeah. game day. And we only saw them wear the sporty uniform. And so I don't know if that's like in something that's going to stick and stay um Mm. for me I'm always I've always been partial to the dress uniform even though you know a lot of people thought it was a little more uncomfortable but I do feel like it's that more classic silhouette and you know they they got the cute cowboy boots that I think they brought in with Levi Stadium but I don't know it's kind of I mean every every team evolves and kind of tries to get with the current trends the that are going times. on. So, so we'll see. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's like, I, I hope it's not like a, we're never going to have like a dressy something ever yeah, again. But too. You know what it makes yeah. me think of? It's almost like when there's a Pro Bowl again and, you know, when you think of seeing all of the different cheerleaders together, like on the photo card and, you know, or at appearances. And I'm just imagining this, Sporty spice, like athletic gym. I don't know. We just went live the other day, and I know people were talking about uniforms, but mm-hmm. just how 
it's just kind of like this run of the mill athletic wear where you almost look like you're kind of going to the gym. And so the one thing I would say being in person at Pro Bowl, it's super, it's the uniform, seeing all the different uniforms, the palms, the colors, like all those things. And so if it ends up being like everybody in a sports bra and leggings, it's going to look so weird. Anyway, I hope that's not the case. yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Everyone's team has their own little flair and and I think the sneakers I think from what I heard is that it was because they were dancing on concrete but oh. I will say I had back issues and I would have loved those sneakers <laughs> as much <laughs> as I love the white boots but my back would have loved those cute little red sneakers yeah well no I can relate to that because I mean I'm acting like I just was all team go-go boots but our boots were so freaking cheap like it was not a pleasure to wear them the whole entire game. Yeah. <laughs> so when we changed into our sporty look second half, it was definitely welcome to be in the tennis shoes because, you know, yeah. if they were better boots, then maybe you can just rock them all day long right. from the minute you right. get to the stadium pretty much until the end. But there's um, got to be like a, an orthopedic dancer boot option out there. Like, well, this is 2021. Like they can figure that out. Do. Maybe we need to invent I'm, our own. Ooh, <laughs> is this our business model? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. It is. Yeah, like just because, like, yeah, get a little support, get a little memory foam action. Like, hard. Like, yeah, it could work. And where it works on turf and, you know, all those great things, that would be nice too. Yeah. 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 Well, it's funny. It makes me think of one episode um, we're meeting with the, the Winterhawks in Portland and their coach basically designed their dance shoes by putting spikes in them like what you wear for track so that they can just literally walk onto the ice and dance on the ice like grinding them. anyway people it might be one of us that creates the right kind of shoe you know that you want to be able to dance in yeah we're the people to do it I think (laughs) I think so so much power in our little in our sphere but well let's see so you guys kind of touched on a little bit the inspiration behind breaking formation you just wrapped your first season Um, What were some of the things that you really enjoyed the most about taking on the role of being a podcaster? Because I know it's, I don't know if it was like that for you, but it was very new for for me and Brittany when we started and just how, just tell me the journey of from when you started and kind of like some of the things that you gained along the way. I think, oh man, I mean, so like Jordan said a little bit earlier, we've always kind of joked around that, you know, we talk so much like we think we're so funny, but we also have all this knowledge <laughs> about like this whole like crazy experience and industry that's such a small little bubble. And like, how do we kind of stay connected to this world? But, you know, we were both done kind of being like active members in, but like, as far as like identity, we, which we do talk about on the show, it's such a hard thing to disconnect from. And mm-hmm. I think another reason, like aside from both of us having extra time being quarantined and just saying like, what do we do with all this time that we have? Is that like in conversations with people that were outside of the industry, I would find myself kind of getting like a little, a little revved up, a little frustrated. Like, let me actually expose like all of the positives of this thing that people Mm -hmm. I think have like associate so many negative stereotypes with because it's like people have questions and then when I answer them with things that are surprising they're like what no way and like what that's so like why don't they talk about this more and what I'm really referring to is just like 
the fact that it's not necessarily someone's only career right it's like we're cheering with nurses with teachers with mothers with doctors like with all of these like multifaceted well-rounded individuals and most people have no idea that that's what's going on and and I think we said it a, a few different times but it's like that was really the true inspiration behind breaking formation is it's not us like breaking out of this box that we were placed in it's us kind of exposing that cheerleaders are already doing that it's like this is how any given individual cheerleader on a team is breaking formation already in their everyday life and just kind of giving a platform and a public space for that to be discussed and I think the best thing about it is us kind of connecting with other teams because you know we had so much of that diversity on our team that you know we both only cheered for gold rush and so we're like oh my gosh like how big is this platform or like how many different stories can we tell I guess was really the motivation for it yeah well that's like the exciting part because I mean you can kind of never get tired I mean there's interviews (laughs) and of course of you know and the conversation that you can have just the two of you but just the thought that like everybody has such a unique background that does this and so yeah it's like an endless supply of topics frankly or at least subjects for lack of a better word something that I really enjoyed was kind of comparing the experiences too and hearing everyone's stories and being like I know that there was one episode that we interviewed Nicola and Alicia who are Mm -hmm. two former Patriots cheerleaders and they are like we titled the episode Two Palms in a Pod because they joke around that the people would say they're two peas in a pod pod." Aaron and I were like, you guys are us in Patriots form. Like it was just yeah. fun just to just to hear everyone's stories and how they like intertwine and just how connected we all are. And another thing that I also really enjoyed was creating this platform for people who want to make a team so bad and kind of feel lost. Because I know when I thought about auditioning, I of course, the first thing I did was Googled like how to become an NFL cheerleader. And we kind yeah. of talked about it on one of our episodes. The answers and the things that come up are, are not the greatest and they're the farthest from the truth. I remember there was, I talk about it in one of the episodes, I read something about a jiggle test and never once on the gold rush did I ever have to do a jiggle test. But it's like, you just don't have that information out there. And for people that do want to make a team, something I really enjoyed was kind of almost being like a mentor for these people that mm-hmm. have been either, you know, they're just now auditioning for the first time or they've been auditioning for five years and they kind of are feeling defeated and they're like, I just want to make this team. Like, this is all I want. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I feel like we kind of got to, there's a couple girls that would write to us, you know, I'm auditioning for Gold Rush or I'm auditioning for a team and you guys have really inspired me. So that that was really cool. I think yeah. and I both really enjoyed that. Yeah, and I, I do think that's a perspective that like, it wasn't that we were not, actively trying to like be a source of kind of a guidance for people mm-hmm. that wanting were wanting to audition but I don't think we realize like the the capacity of which like we were able to help or are we and like are having this platform has helped people going through that process and I think we also talked about how when you're in that position especially if you've auditioned a few different times and you see the women that are on the team for three years four years five years they feel like 
unattainable, right? Like they feel like they're, they're so far ahead of where you are. And we kind of give a little bit of a personal connection to this process and also just kind of like our personal experience in a way that, you know, you might not get unless you were on a team and befriended a veteran and were able to talk right. with them through, through that process. And so I think that's, that's also something that I think we're both really proud of is just being able to be real and genuine and make people feel like they have some, some people Somebody, supporting them. Yeah. Like in their corner with this process, it's, yeah. it's so intimidating. I know social media makes it a little bit easier for people to boldly like DM somebody out of nowhere and just say like, you know, hey, I'm thinking of auditioning, but it is super intimidating to even do that. And so, you know, having a platform like yours where you're welcoming and people are kind of getting to know you through your stories and stuff. I think it creates that relationship um, where people can reach out and just feel connected because you're right, this industry, like I always think of like, wow, if all of this had been going on when I was auditioning the four times before I made it, how I would have navigated it. Because I know that there are a lot more audition prep companies. I get that social media is so different from what it used to be, but I think I would have been overwhelmed. Like, frankly, I do not think I would have just been like, I'm going (laughs) to Insta stalk all the people who are on the team and then just randomly reach out to one of them and ask them for tips on how to like, I don't know that I would have, I probably would have shrank a little or just felt, like you said, a little lost and would yeah. have definitely wished that I knew somebody on a team or something that would have given me a little bit more of a, a lighted path, so to speak. Definitely. Well, no, this is really great. So you guys did how many episodes to wrap up your first full season? 25. <laughs> that is so awesome. A strong number. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 25, all those numbers with a 10 or like a zero or a five, five I just, yeah. like, Solid. You're, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. any, any standout moments that come to mind for you guys of like either favorite episodes, you don't have to say mine. I mean, you know, but just any <laughs> moments that really highlight the whole experience for you. <sighs> Honestly, every single episode, and I'm not just saying that, but I feel like there were just little things that like I either took away or we took away or you know just moments that we enjoyed I mean mm-hmm. I just feel like but... at every episode it was like there was a moment where we just like got like like so fired up it's like because we have this shared experience it's it made it so easy to initiate and have natural conversations and then also feel like we were all friends by the end of each episode so yeah they all, they all definitely have their own just you know special every, place exactly yeah. like every individual brought something different and I think you know like we mentioned before like Nicola and Alicia from the Patriots it was like meeting ourselves in an alternate universe yes. and <laughs> like you know and then there was Marissa from um the Pro Dance League, Dance and she, League. Yeah. yeah she had like such a different path but we were still able to connect on so many mm-hmm. you know goals of ours with our separate projects and you know how we all kind of come together on wanting to just have more representation in this space for the women on these teams and mm-hmm. I mean and then there was you know our earlier interviews with Natalie and Bria our former teammates which I feel like we got so real and we talked yeah. about so much that was just just great content and it's like I didn't even 
it's like, I love these people and I know I can talk to them, but then like, it just, it just turned into something like so much better than we even imagined. So yeah. it's been a, it's a really fun ride. <laughs> and also to our, our episode with Lindsay Rosenberg, who I'm sure a lot of your listeners know too. And I know, you know, Lindsay. Love her. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, obviously we've shot with her a millions of times and, you know, work different E2K events with her, but sitting down with her and, and interviewing her on our show was pretty cool. And, you know, she's just an she's awesome chick. She's so, so magical. Like, she's just so freaking magical. Um, with her, I'm like, I just want to hang out with you all day. I know. <laughs> <And> I just... <laughs> or a day in the life, right? Like, yes. when I did my shoot with her, I kind of was just, like, secretly hoping she wouldn't kick me out and leave. Or, you know, where I'd have to leave. We hung out for a couple hours after, but I just felt so lucky. Like, you know, just... Anyway, I can go on and on about Lindsay. Emily did this amazing article about Lindsay yes, Rosenberg. About yes. yes, 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 yes. Um, and she captured it like spot on. I was it just was like, so you freaking nailed it. Like just capturing her magic and just mm-hmm. yes. how she makes you feel and how she. Agreed. Was that uh, the Was that the Teen article. Vogue article? Because we did yeah. we did talk about that on one of our episodes. And fun fact, yeah. Jordan was the cover photo of that article. <laughs> So yeah, that, how I did I not that? Yeah, <laughs> she's like the but, big banner photo, I and like yeah, that like that right now probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different, you know, it's a different vibe. Just a yeah. little oh bit my gosh. Okay, now I'm gonna totally go back and look it up, but. Oh, I was just going to say, I re- obviously I read the article and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then I later found out that she was a Chargers cheerleader, right? Chargers? Was it Chargers or was it Rams? the author of the article? Rams. Rams. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, that makes it even more cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That kind of proves our point that we've talked about on our show where it's kind of like we have to be the people that are vouching for ourselves Mm -hmm. right like that's what one thing we've learned is like you have to be your own advocate or like you know it it takes someone who knows what's really going on Mm -hmm. to advocate Mm -hmm. for this particular space and so that's a perfect example I think we talked about that actually on Makiba's episode oh yeah I think so too and that's why I love our platforms because we're just saying it in our own voices and our own way we're Mm -hmm. producers of it we're you know we're the host, so we get to kind of, and it's not even like we're trying to paint us in the only one light. It's just we are actually really dope behind people and have such amazing backgrounds. So it's really not like trying to put a spin on anything. And I think as long as, like you guys have said, just being raw and real about it. I mean, there are some unsavory type of things that you might experience, but I think we can all say it's made us stronger in a lot of ways. And and again, just advocating for the changes that you want to see to make it even better. I mean, I think who better than to make those changes than people who know what they're talking about, who lived it, walked it. I wish we can just get our butts at the table to kind of give some proper insight. I think it would make things a lot, a lot smoother. Um, Another question I had for you guys is just, um, did you learn anything about the pro cheerleading industry or community that you maybe didn't know before starting the podcast? I guess like one point of, you know, realization for me was that unfortunately some of the things that are more prevalent in media and just kind of like news coverage of pro cheer teams are realities for 
certain teams and mm-hmm. and it was in our our episode with Sarah who cheered for the Cardinals and the Dolphins and the Mavericks she she was all all over um and had a lot of really good experience to share and she did have some you know more unfortunate circumstances that she came across like while cheering and so it did kind of just open my eyes and our eyes to you know certain realities that you know we were fortunate enough to not have to experience firsthand but you know it it was good that we were able to provide that space to open the conversation and you know I think that's the only way that we implement change is you know talking about it and calling it out and making sure that we're all on the common ground of saying that it's not okay and you know we're we deserve better so that's a good point yeah because I think maybe just all these years of I'm acting like I've been around for 10 years or something, but just over the past couple years of researching and like you said, reading those articles and whatnot, I won't even say it's like the point of being desensitized, but to your point, it's like realizing that that's the reality for some people on certain teams. And, you know, even if you didn't quite experience that, it's, it's just like to highlight that it would help if we had some common ground of like what's acceptable and what's not. And I know probably overall, the whole industry has probably gotten better than where it used to be, but it's sad when I think about that. And sometimes you just forget that people, and I would say they're probably to some extent still scarred from what they experienced, like for things that were maybe emotionally, I don't, maybe abusive is a strong word, but definitely not healthy um, or just different things they had to experience that I know sticks with you. Like I definitely can relate to realizing that in some of these conversations, like, dang, these people are still dealing with after effects from all of this. What about you, Jordan? Anything that you yeah, I mean, as soon as Aaron started talking about that, I was like, yeah, that's exactly, he kind of took the words right out of my mouth. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, learning th- about the different teams is is really probably something that stuck out. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because each team is definitely different, right? So and different. Yeah. hearing about the different ways that they're managed yeah. is always, I mean, that's why I love talking to the directors because I'm just like, I mean, of course, it's their take, right? Not one of the dancers, but just hearing their different approaches is like fascinating because you see that there's a lot of room, you know, for things to be done differently, frankly. It is eye-opening each and every time. Well, we came into it too, I will say. We came into it knowing like, this is going to be really cool to learn about like how the teams are different. But something I didn't realize was that they are actually very similar too in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that the directors all get together every year. I'm sure they weren't able to do that last year. But I'm just wondering, like, what kind of things they talk about at the director's conference? I would love to just be a fly on the wall. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <same>. seriously. <laughs> well, I know I've heard rumors that they don't talk as much as we would think that they do. They're very, um, I don't want to say, like, close to the chest, but I just think they share certain things, but it's almost like a little competition a little bit. Like, I don't know. That's, the, that's what I heard. It's the, it's a rumor. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> like they don't want to give away imagine. too many trade secrets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, think there's a little like bit of like that. But I think, yeah, I guess it, it, it can't be because then. We'll see. And then I think that's a little bit of a different situation because oh. generally that, that is those women's careers right like that is like literally their livelihood Mm -hmm. and like their lives so it's like a slightly different dynamic it's got to be yeah that's true 
and they all want to have their own program that probably stands out in certain yeah, ways. So exactly, yeah. you might not want to tell yeah. all your secrets of what makes your program amazing. Yeah. Well, I know you guys just wrapped, so and I don't want to keep you too long, but what is next for the podcast? A, a break is good. So, I mean, a, you know, you've been going strong, but there sounds like there are some, I did peek to listen to the last episode that you guys did. And I know there's some changes on the horizon coming, but what are your kind of next plans for the podcast? Well, um, I mean, like I said, I just moved to San Francisco. I just graduated. Um, and so okay, I'm... Good. Thank you. I'm um, hoping to have a big girl job here shortly. And <laughs> like Erin said, she is expecting um, her baby soon. So we're kind of just playing it by ear and just kind of just, you know, I mean, we both enjoyed it so much. So we told our listeners it's not a goodbye just to see you later. Yeah. And so we're just going to kind of see what happens. Um, Get settled and, you know, well, I mean, people have 25 episodes to listen to. If they're new exactly, to the podcast, yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of time to catch up and um, and be ready for when you guys launch again. Being patient, because I remember I used to, I used to be so, par- not paranoid, but kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, we haven't put something out and it's been like four weeks, like people are going to stop listening and not, you know, just all this yeah. panic around like taking a break and I don't know where the hell I got that from. I mean, everybody will be here. So take whatever time that you need. They'll be super excited when you come back and don't be paranoid for no reason like I was. I definitely don't know where that came from. Yeah, we kind of had the same thing happen uh, when we had a lot going on, like around the holidays, we took a little Mm -hmm. break and, you know, we're like, well, people come back. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, um, Makiba, that when you guys first launched Pro Cherry Podcast, mm-hmm. I honestly wasn't really, I didn't listen to podcasts. And I, I want to say your podcast was probably the first podcast I ever listened to. And so you brought that up oh, earlier about podcasting. Wow. And I was like, wait, I think, because I remember hearing about either some of the girls on the team listening to it. I can't remember which was the first episode I listened to, but I had to throw that out there. That oh my gosh, that's awesome. You. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, because we didn't know what the heck we were doing. No, that's really, (laughs) especially the early seasons, I swear. I mean, we would look at downloads, like, we obviously don't know who's doing it or who's listening. And no matter what those numbers said, we'd feel like nobody's listening and nobody's, you know what I mean? You just kind of are in your own head about it. But that's really, that's really touching. I'm not a podcast person either. And again, like I said, just, I will listen to other cheerleaders in this space who have a podcast because it's just, it's the content that I would find interesting, can relate to. And I just applaud you guys for getting through, like, you know, it's a lot. Like, I hope people appreciate and recognize the work that goes into it and the coordination. And it takes over your life a little bit, right? <laughs> yes. And I have to hand it to our interns. We actually hired two interns throughout the, our, the middle of the yes. season. And they helped us out so much uh, with oh, that's awesome. and our social media. So they were a huge help. Yeah, they were definitely really great little blessings in our in our journey. So I love that. Well, you guys have inspired me because it's something that I definitely even from our last episode we did together, I was just like, I need to get on that. Like, I mean, just help in general. Like I love mm-hmm. that you guys have two great I forget their names. Tell me their names. Sophia and Madison. There we our go. Rookie season our rookie season interns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, shout out to them because it is a valuable contribution. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with me with this one woman 
<laughs> show concept, <laughs> but you guys have <laughs> you guys have inspired me to reach out and touch somebody and find some help. Yeah. But before I let you go, I thought instead of drop it like it's hot, I could pull something that Brittany and I did for our we called it our cheerversary one year out of doing the podcast. How well do you know your co-host? So I'm gonna, (laughs) we had little like dry erase boards, but nobody has like, you know, time for that. So um, (laughs) you'll each get a chance to answer and you can verify whether your co-host really knows you or not. So we're testing your friendship. (laughs) Apologize (laughs) if I get anything wrong. (laughs) Friendship over. You guys have to stay friends after, but yeah, it was, that's, that's it was really enlightening when Brittany and I did it and it was like live on camera. So I'm like, what did you just yeah, say? Anyway, gosh. but you guys ready? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. We'll start off slow. What is the other's full name? So that's middle name included. Like, it's so funny because I know and I was like for a moment, <laughs> I was like panicking. What's her name? No. <laughs> um, okay. Jordan Eileen Thomas. Yes, that's easy because I have my whole, whole middle name. <laughs> name on Zoom. <laughs> my, my Instagram. Okay, but here's the hard part because you, you abbreviate yours. And I and so I'm scared that I'm going to get it wrong. But Aaron Margaret. Yes, yes. <laughs> Hardy. Yeah. I, know. I was like, okay, Margs. But I'm like, I know it's Margaret, but I don't know why I'm second guessing it. <laughs> Karen Margaret Hardy. Yeah. Awesome. I love the way you sang that out. I'm gonna keep that in. There. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Face like I am like <laughs> Well, I mean, you've heard me complain about how I have the whitest name on the planet, right? It's like it's not gonna be Aaron Margarita because that would add me a little, give me a little. I don't, know. I don't know what I was thinking, but yeah. All right, check, check. All right, we're doing good. I should keep score, but. <laughs> Well, everybody gets a point. Oh, I literally am going to keep score now. Okay, hold on, just in case. (laughs) All right, another little easy one. Favorite color? Ooh. Ooh, That's kind of a hard one for you. (laughs) I feel like like it's a hard one for you. Oh, no. Maybe, like, (laughs) top two? (laughs) If you get one of them right, then we'll count that. I don't know why I became a game show host all of a sudden. We'll keep it This is so fun. I love this. Yeah. you can go first. I mean, like what comes to mind is like, you know, like millennial pink, like a pink situation. Cause I know we were just talking about that and it's been like in your room color scheme yeah. for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I kinda, it kind of changes. Like honestly, right. that's right. like, yeah, it might be a hard one for you because I feel like, sure. We'll take that. Okay. We'll take that. okay. Well, what, what are you thinking? I don't know. Some days it's yellow. Some days it's purple. But pink okay. has always been, yeah, it's been a, it's been a favorite. So okay, okay, good. Um, okay. I want to say, I want to say blue, but I feel like I'm wrong. Well, it's kind of hard because like my favorite color, I never wear, and I don't design anything around it. So, oh. and like, okay, wait, okay. <laughs> Is it? These are hints. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, unless you've, like, explicitly asked me, I don't know if you would even know. So this, you know, I, I'm not going to take it personally if you don't get okay. it. Is it purple? It's close. Burgundy. Like, a dark red. It's, oh, like, my favorite. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Learn something new every day. (laughs) We're giving we're giving her a point. Yeah. Why not? She's so sweet. Burgundy purple, same thing. Same thing. I'm like, not exactly, but okay. (laughs) I don't have a prize for whoever wins, so we're just we're just having fun. Okay. Um, favorite season of the year. Ooh, I know yours. Yours is summer. Yeah. Yours is fall. Yeah. See, there we go. That was great. Right. That was good. We're getting, was we're getting warmed up. Yeah. These are just the yeah. first questions. Okay. I don't know why yeah. I'm like sweating. I'm nervous. <laughs> I know the color one. The color one was tough. Really got you. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Do you know that answer for either one? Like, I mean, I guess it's like favorite food, but you know, yeah, your go-to gotta have it food. Honestly. I mean, we're just talking today about tacos. We were literally, I was going to say, we were literally just talking about this. So I would say tacos or like Taco Bell, because I feel like that's like what you like, just like you get mad at, like, because you want it, like out of nowhere. I feel like you're like, I need to just go get Taco Bell by. So I would say tacos. Yeah, it's definitely tacos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, can can I pick a condiment? Because I feel like you love everything, yeah. but ranch. Right. But ranch, yeah. like ranch. Okay. Anything was that your like- bio on Instagram? Where's past yes. ranch? Where's the ranch? Yes, she loves ranch. <laughs> she literally will eat it with everything. So I feel like that. Yeah. Like if if Erin had to pick something to eat for the rest of her life, it would be ranch. Anything, anything <laughs> that's like a salt. vessel. Yeah. Anything that's a vessel for ranch and salt. Um, <laughs> like, so like, you know, a safe answer would be like French fries or like chicken I was, fingers. I was going to say nuggets. like, yeah, or pizza. Like I feel yeah. like we've had a lot of pizza together. Sure. <laughs> yes. I love it. You guys are doing really good. You're doing better than I think Brittany and I were doing. Oh. Okay. Favorite musical artist. Hmm. I feel like this is one that changes a lot for Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm like thinking of my answer and your answer at the same time. And I'm thinking they're both going to be hard. Um, yeah. As of late, it could be like who you're really into now. Mm-hmm. We need to narrow it probably a little bit. Yeah. Aaron and I have a very different, I feel like we like similar songs, but I feel like our everyday like playlists are very different. Different. Very different. What yeah. did you say? Yeah, I would say we bring different things to each other's uh, playlists. Right. Typically, like we like, oh, that's nice, and then like you know, we'll yeah. do a switch of songs. This is a hard one. I know. I don't even know. Why do I want to say J Cole? I feel like that's wrong. Yeah. Maybe just maybe <laughs> the just J. <laughs> no, it's just. I think it's just the J. For the Jordan. Like, I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't know about J. Cole. Um. <laughs> well, we can skip that one. Or you guys okay. can both just say who your favorite is. Yeah, maybe you go. Maybe I guess, like, consistently, like, currently, right now, probably, like, Billie Eilish. Like, I know oh, it's basic. I was going to guess that. I or love like, her. I don't even know if you listen to her, but, like, I was going to guess, like, Lana Del Rey. Um. You know, I had a moment, but, like, I just, yeah, she's kind of, I feel like she kind of, like, pushes a little too hard, like, her one thing. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. Well, what would you say for you? Like you said, it's constantly changing, but I feel like 
a good solid answer would have been Drake. Oh, I was going to say Drake. I really was going to say Drake. So but then I'm like, why do I feel like it's not Drake and it's J. Cole? Yeah, I don't know. The weekend or Post Malone would have been like three mm. solid answers. Uh, okay. You guys need to trust yourselves. You probably yeah. almost guess. Um, hopefully this will be a little easier. What's biggest fear? Mm. Ooh. Ooh, I kind of have one. Ooh, what is it? I know that when you found out you were having a boy, you were just nervous about having a boy. <laughs> nervous about having a boy. But yeah, so I was like, is this the biggest fear? Probably not. But you just <laughs> talked about how, you know, raising boys in our society is. It's daunting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like as time has passed, I mean, you've always been ready, but <laughs> I don't know what your biggest fear would be. This is tough. I know this one's hard, too. I forget where we were on. I think it was literally like a matter of like spiders, lizards, like, you know, just kind of. Maybe I'm getting too like. (laughs) Too deep. Yeah. No, I was going deep too. I was like going into like. (laughs) You guys don't have to have phobias though. Yeah. I have like irrational fears that I feel like I've talked to you about. Oh, you know what? I do have just for the record. My biggest fear I think is like becoming like paralyzed like like because I've been so active and like independent and you know you just lose so much of that like Mm -hmm. when that happens so I think that would be my biggest fear Mm. yeah yeah I I, even the thought of it definitely like took my made my face pale like dang I didn't you don't think about it often but yeah geez right I mean to, to just give you an easy answer I really don't like snakes I just can't. Like, I will hold a tarantula in my hand, and I, I really I, snakes. Nope. Mm-mm. So no. Just no. Just Noted. <laughs> see, you guys will come out of this even closer. Yeah. Okay, let me see. One more. I'm gonna see. Well, I had a bunch of easy ones at the bottom. I don't know how that happened. Okay. Biggest pet peeve. Jordan has a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what wait what (laughs) I don't know like now I'm like what do I even pick because I'm like this is tough (laughs) I'm trying to remember how Brittany and I survived these questions then these are good questions maybe this is exactly why we did so poorly I think she got mine though but anyway go ahead I mean if you can think of anything don't hate me Jordan but I I just feel exactly what you're going to say I don't know if you well maybe but like I just think like Jordan if we're in a car, like Jordan just needs to be the one driving <laughs> because she doesn't do well with As other people driving. Yeah. Like it's like almost like I, I don't know if it's like a control thing, but like especially on the freeway, maybe that's just another place where we, we have different styles. So okay. yeah, let's put it let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, but I feel like I just drive like a grandma and okay. Yeah, Everybody I'm else confident. Does it. And Erin's very confident in her driving. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Oh. I thought you were going to say the nails, but. Oh, I, I should have. Yeah, well, I'm that's going... more of like a you're very particular about... about my nails and I wish I wasn't, but I'm the one when they're like, can you just file them a little bit more? Like, <laughs> But you're the one staring at them all the time, you know? Right. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. Biggest pet peeve. Oh, I know. 
Hmm. When people ask you like a question over and over again, maybe I'm phrasing that wrong, right? Wouldn't that be mm. like they're not listening or like they didn't I'm hear trying me? Trying to think, that was a bad one. I'm. Honestly, I can only like think of one for myself. Really, that's like a true pet peeve because you don't have this issue, so I don't even know if I would have ever called you out on it because. Mm. It ha- oh. like eating with your mouth open i don't know if that's that's i mean that, i feel like that's universal that's like pet, yeah, yeah pet peeve. Oh, one of our teammates kirsten like just it oh yeah drove her crazy well that well, and then kirsten would get on me because i always had a metal water bottle with ice in it and she hated the clanking <laughs> was like, you know what i like cold water <laughs> but what's my, what's your one thing my one but thing is that doesn't have to <laughs> when people like yeah, I know when people just like mindlessly hum around me oh. like and you know my sister who I live with now and Simone who was my roommate for a million years are both really horrible culprits of it and I just have to like I, it's like I'm not a mean or snappy person typically but I just can't take it I'm just like <laughs> because it won't even be like a real song like it's just like and it just oh no yeah like and like it drives me nuts man that was that was honestly i yeah i don't think i ever would have ever that one i'm not yeah that's a hard one like you said unless there's a person annoying you right you wouldn't they they wouldn't necessarily know okay i had really crappy questions then Mm -hmm. let's see these were the ones that we picked in our thing but i probably should have picked the easier ones that were at the bottom (laughs) but no i do (laughs) i do appreciate you guys doing this it was something that like it kind of commemorated like you spend so much time together doing a podcast whether you're like recording editing all of the things so I felt like Brittany and I probably got to know each other like on a whole different level just from doing it together so totally um, you guys definitely still know each other pretty well I stopped keeping score but I think it's safe to say that you guys yeah, it was <laughs> there for a little bit <laughs> yeah you guys learned something new about each other but thank you so much for coming on to the show and um sharing the podcast with everybody and just your stories wherever you guys listen to your podcast you can check out breaking formation i seem to recall there's a website coming up pretty soon for you guys i will link it in the show notes for people too to check out we just launched yes thanks to our interns and their congrats help yes we're so excited yeah breakingformation.com and you can actually listen to all of the episodes there for a one-stop mm-hmm. shop. Um, and then it gives us, yeah, we have little bios of all of our guests and ourselves. And it's kind of a nice little way to wrap up our season was launching that website. That's awesome. Something we, That's also, awesome. we didn't actually mention that I want to mention is that we actually had our friend Caitlin. We were all three really good friends um, while on the Gold Rush together. And mm-hmm. um, she kind of helped us co-host and we called it the positivity corner and so that was like our little sessions that we did with Caitlin and so mm-hmm. um whenever you see positivity corner in the title that's when you know it's with Caitlin I actually was <laughs> gonna bring that up as um one of like my favorite things about the podcast yeah. too is just like that dynamic because she just like added so much to our conversations and you know we would get listeners messaging us saying like you can tell how close you guys are and it's just like it was like a good 
balance with all three of us uh, when we would do episodes mm-hmm. together. So that was definitely a really fun part of our. Yeah. Nice. Well, you guys definitely go check out the podcast and support each other. I just love that you guys were willing to come on and that you had me on. And I just think it's just great that we can connect in this way. It does feel like from listening that you know people. So I just, I don't know. I feel like I know you both and even better after today. So I thank you guys for joining. I kept you a little longer, but no, that's totally I enjoyed right. every minute. Hopefully <laughs> yes, we can have our, our break too. information meet up with all of the season one guests that hopefully one day when it's all yes. oh, no. That would be nice. Well, you can interview people from all over a little bit too. Yeah. But we yeah. we've like honestly mentioned it on every episode, so they're well aware, like it's like in the works, you know. And yeah. Like, we want to make it happen. <laughs> so we hope like we could get at least like a good amount of people coming that through. Would, so that would be awesome. And I get to come actually. I was just like, I'm yeah, gonna go. Yeah. Like, Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yes, of course. <laughs> to come yes absolutely well thanks for having us thank you this was so much fun i love the little game at the end oh my gosh sorry if the questions were too hard but no, no i enjoyed it, was it. Awesome. fun no it was fun i felt like yeah. i was hanging out exactly thanks so much for listening to the pro cheerleading podcast you can follow your favorite podcast on social media at pro cheerleading podcast on instagram at pro cheer podcast on twitter We're on Facebook, on YouTube, and you can support your favorite podcast on Patreon. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sidelines.